Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yo, it's 2021, y'all. Him and Pete, we got a new show. If you ain't got no money, take your broke dick home. Poodle. If you ain't got no money, wait. Pass. D L I N G M P I O M G. Netflix. We're coming for you, Manny, Poodle, and special guests too. It's Bling Empire on Reality Gaze. I'm drinking Tito's the rest of my days. Eating Doritos. This show's the closest we'll get to the glamorous. Oh, the that 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 Oh, the glamorous. Oh, the glamorous, glamorous. Oh, the glamorous. Oh, the glamorous. Oh, the glamorous. Who are these people? Poodle. Boy, I'm so glad you asked. There's Dr. Gabe and his wife, Christine. Jamie is the fashion queen. Kevin's got that banging bod, and Kimberly is a DJ god. Kane's got Benji's by the tons. Anastad sells bombs and guns. Ain't none of these kids gonna worry about bills, and they're all in Beverly Hills. Y'all, we are here with Fumi and Mike. From Asian Not Asian. We're having a guest. We're having a guest. And they're two cute guys and they're straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's rare yeah. for us, y'all. I'm, Mike, I'm nervous. Rare. I'm I know. nervous. What do I say to this cute straight the, guy? The, I, I've, I haven't been around straight men in so long. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I feel like most, most dudes are straight. Are you not? Are you, are you uh, it's just in my circle, honey. It's just my, <laughs> it's either women or gay guys. And and well, coronavirus, he's, we're, it's just I haven't, you and I. Uh, maybe the handyman in my building, that might <laughs> be the closest thing. Uh, but I don't know his life. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Tell us about your podcast. Tell us thank about you, Asian. Yeah, thank you all for, we're going to talk about Blind Empire, but tell us about Asian, not Asian. Yeah, for sure. So uh, our little log line is uh, it's two Asian guys, not from Asia, talking about American issues no American cares about. And <laughs> we it. sort of, yeah, we kind of like, you know, we kind of started the podcast because, you know, to your point, you know, hey, in 2020, 2021, a lot of people don't care what straight guys have to say, you know, but I think people <laughs> care less about what straight asian guys have to say in general yeah, i mean that's kind of where 
they came from. Uh, yeah. Even even now, if uh, for for the listeners out there, the feeling you're getting right now is who cares? That's the feeling you're getting, <laughs> and that's because we're two straight Asian guys. Uh, and I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But I think maybe in this particular case, you might want to listen just for a second. We're probably wrong, but you can listen to us for a second because uh, it was an interesting show. But yeah, we we talk about that. We're we're both comedians um, based uh, based out of uh, out of New York, and uh, you know we we're writers and all that stuff. And you know we talk about like a lot of stuff that um, I think, if anything, you know. The very fact that they have this reality show shows that people are becoming more aware of um, Asian people as I don't I don't even know what you want to call it like not just what you imagine from the seventies and eighties <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I think uh, I think I think people are 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 like you know the, the in, inside the community we call it the asian wave uh now that now that i say that i actually don't think that's a good word because uh there's too many waves right now but um i think <laughs> i think we i think that's something you know crazy rich asians kind of kicked it off and yeah you know and and now now here we are so we've, we've been kind of riding that wave and and we have this podcast where we talk about shit like that mm-hmm. well, how mm-hmm. long have y'all because what i really enjoy about like, um, I because every time we do a collab, I want to listen to somebody's show. I subscribe to your show, bitches, because I love <laughs> I love your friendship. I feel like you, it oh. almost reminded me very much. You kind of have what people say about Jake and I. Like, how long have you guys known each other? Because y'all just seem like the rapport. Is, so, how long have y'all known each other? It it feels like such a long time. I guess we met in 2014. When we both started. And this is in 2014. Hey, these are these are crazy times. This is before Crazy Asians. Okay, Asian yeah. people were, were not allowed to do entertainment. Yeah. So there's, there's <laughs> you only were, one you spot for on every show yeah. for one Asian comedian. One spoke. Asian only. For one Asian only. Show. Unless it was only spoken no of in like dark rooms. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah, we met each other in the scene just doing shows, but in the beginning we didn't really talk to each other because we wanted to we wanted to murder each other because there's only one spot. Yeah. And then Yeah, you have to kill you have to kill one another. Yeah. That exactly. was yeah, that's, yeah. that's how you get a spot, you know. But then after a while, and by while I mean like one year. After one year, I was like, hey, you know, this guy's kind of funny. So we started like writing together. So I guess since twenty fourteen. So it's been we've known each other and been working together for about six years or so. But yeah. the podcast started about three years ago. Cool. Yeah. That's the way yeah. two gay guys who are both bottoms feel in a club. Like we will, <laughs> I will murder you. We will destroy one another. Murder That's each other with their, with their bottoms. Total mortal combat. Yeah. Cause okay. Because there, there's a magic dick out there, and one of us is gonna. And suck. one of us wow. has to find the magic oh, dick. We're gonna yeah. try. Yeah. We're, I, we're, I wish, there needs I, to be some Wikipedia article I can read about this because this is amazing. There, this is bottom, cool. bottom culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bottom culture. Bottom you know? culture. Yeah, you're like a Lord of the Rings esque kind of source book I can read. For totally. This kind of what, one cock ring to rule them all. Um, <laughs> oh uh, man! I think I want. I do want to say I looked on you guys Patreon and you do call it. Uh, you call people like anal's and yes. curious anal's. <laughs> yes. So that for your listeners, yeah. so. Yeah, Asian, not Asian listeners. Uh, and that's something a fan, yes, a fan came up with that, although we really ran with it, you know, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice recurring theme. So we, we do talk, we, we, whenever we say anals, 50 50 chance we're talking, talking about our friends, or 50 50 chance we're not talking about our fans. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I love it. It is a recurring theme. 
Yeah, it is weird because we started using that word like maybe, I don't know, episode 60 and onwards. So sometimes yeah. people are new to the podcast. And if they tell me that they're a fan, I'll be like, oh, are you an anal? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, get away from me. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Well, where where did you get the idea? I think it's so, I guess, I don't know. Is it a thing just for you guys? Or is it a thing in like Asian culture that you take your your listeners' last names and guess their ethnicity? Oh. As a white oh. American. As a white American, that is something that I've never my mind. Ever, and when you did it, my mind just went, "Oh fuck!" I never. <laughs> so anyway, like, where did that idea come from? Uh, I think. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I think there's there's two things. I think one, you know, I think as an Asian person in this country, you're always asked like, "Where are you from?" So that's oh, like, yeah. kind of yeah. play on that. But also, I I don't know if Mike does this, but I always, you know, if I meet somebody and they say, "Hey, my name is Sean Vo," I always Im- immediately. In my head, I go, oh, Vietnamese. Vietnamese, you know, yeah. Like you're, you, I think other Asian people always try to guess what sort of nationality you are, what nationality your parents are. So it's just a thing that we do automatically that we kind of turn into a game. But uh, a lot of our fans are mixed race, and then it gets very tricky. But we have gotten very good at deciphering what yeah. what, what, your, what your composition is based on uh, I, your first name as well. Ideally, if we could really do this, they would send us a picture, and we would guess looking at by looking at them. Mm. Uh, and uh, that would be better. Um, and and not yeah, problematic t- at all. Not problematic <laughs> at all. Um, please send us your DNA, and we will examine. So I think, I think, um, yeah. To Fumi's point, you know, Asian people were very, were very, um, because we're so concerned with representation. Uh, even in our own lives, we want to know what kind of Asian are other Asian people. So like I get, I mean, I live in New York City. There's not a lot of Vietnamese people in in New York City compared to say California, where I'm from. So whenever I find out there's a Vietnamese person, whenever there's a Vietnamese straight dude, I'm like, oh my god, I got to get this dude's number, man. I got to become friends with this guy. There's so few people, and and I don't know if, if Fumi feels the same way. I, I I feel Fumi. You know, if, if you if there is a Japanese person, you you kind of treat them a different way. You have to kind of know. Okay, is this guy is this guy someone I'm gonna need to like relate to on a certain level? Where will he relate yeah. to certain things I say? Yeah, I think it's like I think yeah, Mike and I relate on that in that way that like there aren't a lot of Japanese people in New York as well. I mean, there's you know it's predominantly Chinese and Korean. So whenever we yeah. do meet like somebody with a last name that we can identify as Japanese or Vietnamese, we get we get a little excited. You know, it's kind of yeah, like uh, you know something you know you know mentioned you're talking about the bottom culture earlier. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes it's not, if you were living in a state where there weren't any bottoms and you saw another hey, bottom, it might be God. nice to be like, "Hey, get the another bottom." <laughs> Let's talk about being. Hey, you know, bottoms. hey, I haven't met any bottoms around here. What do you, yeah. you know? Hey, you yeah. know any good bottom restaurants? <laughs> yeah, it's bottom restaurants. <laughs> you know what? There would be a lot of fiber. There, there would be no, there would be no food served at all. <laughs> you don't eat before you did something like that. Uh, you, um, you would just you just move stuff around on your plate and act like you were having a good time. Um, I will say, and being we're both uh, from the south, and yeah. it is a similar thing, especially out here. If you meet, if I meet someone, I'm from South Carolina. He's from Oklahoma, uh, and if we meet someone who is from our area, we're like, where are you from? Yeah. It immediately yeah. is like, I need to be best friends with you. It's, okay. it's our tribalism, you know? Well, yeah. mainly too, if I meet someone from the South that that lives in California, I'm like, oh, they're they're not a racist, homophobic Southerner because they moved out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. like, they hate California out there. So if they live out <laughs> yeah. here, they're like, oh, it's somebody I can get along with. So anyway, it's 
this anyway the, the way yeah. we find our people it's just such a fascinating yeah you guys should do that on your show you should you should guess if your fans are tops or bottoms oh shit. <laughs> you know you know that is a great idea we oh. just put a picture of them and just that's that is not a bad idea we, strangely are enough there, stra- yeah are there strangely also like enough people <laughs> mixed well you can be versatile Okay. Um, so <laughs> you yeah, can it's... be you can be versatile, but um, we actually have. I mean, we we do have gay male fans, but I would say the majority of our fans are women. Um, um, uh, because who knows? We, but maybe okay. it's the show we do. We do. We do ninety day fiance. So okay. it's very very women centric show. Mm. Um, and like but- we've spent our whole lives being friends with women. But, so. but it's also cool that doing 90 Day Fiance, we definitely we have straight guys um, too. Like I think, like we we used to do, we still do it, but we do Southern Charm on Bravo. Like that's a littler show, but like a lot of our listeners are a lot of white white women. We've noticed. Whereas 90 Day Fiance is such a big show, and there's people that have been 90 Day Fiancés or dope. So it's like such an we have really we call our listeners sissies. We have sissies kind of all <laughs> over the world that have gotten into this show either because they're like, oh, my cousin was a 90 day fiance and did that. And it's from like the Philippines and my other cousins like from, you know, yeah, it's from like Tunisia. It's just crazy. We're shocked wow. at how diverse it is. Um, and like we were, we just did a thing over Christmas break where we just on our Facebook group, the Sissy Squad, we just had people say, where are you, where are you listening from or where are you from? And we had all 50 states in the Facebook group. And then we Whoa. had, wow. we had like about, I want to say 20 countries. It was it was shocking, and it it one, it's the power of the show, and you know we we have a we have a really good time, and we hope that translates. Um, but we have and our but our our listeners are the best listeners in the world. Well, and also Jake was like, these are people I can stay with, so I can go fuck guys. Yeah, when the world. I when COVID's wow. over, and I just make my like tour of the world, and I just go fucking everything I can. Um, anyway, uh, so guys, yeah. we. We brought you here to talk about the hot, glittery garbage <laughs> mm-hmm. that is Bling Empire on okay. Netflix. Thank you. Um, in one word, can you oh. give us your impressions? <laughs> uh, one word. You want to go first with me? You want to go first? I feel like it was so... It's just very chaotic, you know? Yeah. It's... Uh, like there's absolutely no order, and I know that you had us on because initially your pitch was like, "Hey, I want to talk about representation within the Asian community for uh, in reality shows." Yeah, and it's so chaotic that like twenty minutes in, like you you forget that they're Asian because like <laughs> because nothing they're doing. Like I don't know anybody who speaks like no, that. I, yeah. I don't know anybody who has that kind of money. Like it's not whatever this kind of Asian is. I don't know what it is. So. It's just yeah, it's it's so thank chaotic. you for it's saying that. You're you're not alone in saying that, but yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, I would say I'm gonna say the word, and then might it might sound like I'm contradicting Fumi, but I'm it's not. It's I would say dragony, uh, because <laughs> dra- I would say that dragons in a- Asian culture, and we'll talk about what I mean. I have air quotes going when around the word Asian is both <laughs> authentic and wildly inauthentic. Mm, that's great. You know it's. It's like, yeah, it's important, but it's not like I'm wearing only dragon stuff all the time. And I feel that this, there's a lot of uh, going on in the show and I can't tell, I, I have to confess, I'm not a reality TV person. So I, I, I have a hard time figuring out how much is produced and how much isn't produced. But it it's a clear choice, I feel, in the show 
that they will push certain things as being, oh, don't worry. This is an Asian thing. And I'm like, that is not an Asian thing. What oh, the yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. My parents do not have private airplanes. We don't have that in Hanoi. Okay. Like, that is like not a thing. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's totally Asian. And she, you know, it's like, you know, whatever, going to Cartier and shit like that. Yeah. Which, also, oh, also, oh, it's, oh. it's strange how much they kind of talk about that narrative yes. as, as a thing. And it, it's, it's, it's funny. And it's it's chaotic. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. I mean, I know the producers are not Asian because uh, I looked it up. But also to Mike's point, like they do in the beginning. The first thing I noticed, I don't know if Mike noticed this too, but like because I think they're trying to be careful with the word Asian because it's such a big word and it's a big continent. They have almost somebody like a representative from each country, you know? Like, <laughs> like she's, a I mean, the character, but it's oh, wild. Yeah. You're the lady. She's like, oh, this is Anna, and she's half Japanese. Half Russian, but honestly, she looks Peruvian. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing Asian no, about no, this no, movie. No, she looks like a lion, dude. Okay, she's a lion American. Like, she's, she's a lion Peruvian. She's a American. lion Peruvian <laughs> dragon. And American. she was like, she was like speaking Spanish, and I'm like, the producers are like really stretching this, you know? Very true. I mean, you know, this is like, you know, they 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 will throw that out there sometimes. And I was reading some articles, and they'll say, oh, like they'll throw some Asian traditionalism in there. And again, I don't know what is Asian traditional about like owning a Bentley or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> but like, you or, know, the, yeah. and, but like a lot of them are, yeah, not, um, you know, not Asian. I don't mean that like they're white or something, but I'm, I do mean that like they're not Asians. I don't, I don't exactly know if a lot of them are Asians from Asia or if they, you know, because like if you wanted to, I feel they were trying to grab this whole like, uh, crazy rich Asians thing, of which there are such a thing as Chinese billionaires and Mal- Malaysian and Singaporean billionaires, and they're in another country. They're not in West Hollywood necessarily. They're not in Beverly Hills necessarily. Uh, and a lot of the characters, I mean, like Kevin is adopted. He's like he's Korean. He's from yeah. Philly. The dude's from Philly. That's like almost like not Asian as possible. You know, like <laughs> I mean, well, do you feel like he says? And I know you're in New York and not Philly, but I've been to Philly. Um, it's a very, very diverse city. I was, so I'm like, where from Philly are you that you're not seeing any He's Asian from a suburb? When I was there, yeah. Yeah, he must uh, be from the suburbs because we have another friend who's adopted Korean. He's from Philly. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, Mike is right. I think he might be the only Asian American person, normal, yeah. like, or like <laughs> an Asian person who grew up in America on the show. Um, but yeah, I definitely relate with that guy because he's like the only, uh, you know, he's like your average. I mean, he's not. He, they try to make him out to be like the average guy, even though he's a fucking model. But, but like, he's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, but he's like he's like your regular straight Asian guy, just like can't dress himself. You know. <laughs> it, uh, it's really doing ab workouts. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. You guys said this is not. These are no Asian people that I uh, that I've seen because we had a guest, Melanie Maras. Uh, basically said the same thing to us. She's like, "This is not a show about Asians. This is just a show about wealth." Yeah, uh, mm, and it, yeah. it just happened to be Asian, and I think I think that's exactly what you guys are saying. It's like they might as well have just like hit a gong with every scene yeah. change. <laughs> and, <they're, laughs> and I'm stealing. I, yeah. I'm stealing Dragony. By the way, <laughs> they, I I mean, I, you could say that. I can <laughs> say it. You're right. <laughs> No, you but can that is another reason. Like our own said, friends, yeah. when we watch the show, our own friends, like Jake and I watch the show, we're like, I don't feel like, like we don't know any Asian people that Dude, are like this. this. But we were, that's why we wanted to include other podcasts because like we're two yeah. white gay guys. So that it just, be, yeah, I think it is about wealth. 
Yeah, I mean, it would be amazing though if if Fumi and I got on this podcast. We're like, oh my god, this is just like our lives, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, in a, I'm in a helicopter over Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, oh, oh my god, I, uh, I'm always going to Paris. You know, uh, my dad's always selling <laughs> weapons to the Iranians. You know, like, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I think like you know, uh, I mean, when when Crazy Rich Asians came out. I think there was a lot of discourse and for a long time there was a lot of discourse with like Asian Asian Americans whatever you want to call us the the large larger sort of Asian American community that um you know is this really representative of us and I think for the consensus eventually came out was like hey you know what it's a fun movie it's okay if it's not like because like most of the movie doesn't even take place in America uh and 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 that's okay because it was it was it was just fun and we were just we just like to see people who look like us were that desperate for representation. It was like, does that guy have yeah. black hair? Fantastic. Let's keep going. And we, that's, <laughs> that's okay. But now there's kind of like a weird narrative and this like connects with, you know, um, a larger model minority thing about like Asian people who come to America or, 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 or largely in, in, in the world, a lot of them are doing very well. And you saw something like this in Japan, in the eighties about like, you know, Japanese people, they own everything. And now it's kind of like, you know, China is ascendant. And so there's a narrative that like, Oh, these, all these people are, are wealthy and, and all these things. And most of us, Hey man, we're all trash, man. You know, we're all just like trying to make a buck. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's we're all trash we're just like us. We're trash, just like you. Anyway, I just want, I want your listeners to know that. Okay. Fumi, join me. <laughs> yes, we Asian are trash. Guys are trash. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like it's, it's okay. So I'm going to have to take back a little bit of what I said, because sure. It's not like, I, I don't necessarily, you're right. I think you're right. This is a show about wealth, not necessarily about Asian people, but there were two things that happened in episode six, which I think is what we're talking about. Right. That yeah. we're, we're very like, we're kind of, Realistic that segue for me. We have gay DD, so thank you. (laughs) That's great. I want that. Um, that sounds tight. Um, I was thinking about okay, just two things. One, the way Kevin talks to the ladies, I've like seen Asian bros talk like that in life, like fraternity bros. Very cringy, but I know it's real. So there's one, and then and then when he got turned down, I was like, that's relatable. I've gotten turned down, that's relatable. (laughs) And then he then he like then he he got he got turned down and then he felt weird and he just like went skinny dipping and yeah uh, i feel like in a weird way that was a very straight asian guy move because like like he didn't even know he was he didn't know where to go he didn't know what to do and he he had to make some sort of noise and he just showed his dick to everybody i uh, rewound that part a lot i will give you that sibling fights are unavoidable but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. 
I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. <gasps> you pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um, important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky plain. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the song Finch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart... And even keep going queens. Yes. Song Finch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Song Finch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. 
worldwide. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find your happy Have hope, have hope Keep going, queens Um, which yeah. didn't y'all I haven't listened to it yet, but I was looking on your episodes Didn't you have an episode about somebody saying they don't want to like they don't fuck Asian guys or some shit. Like, oh yeah, didn't you? it was the most. Well, like, uh, well, like, I wasn't like she didn't say Asian specifically. Well, maybe she did, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but, but you know, there's been a lot of people who say that to, say that to Asian people in the past. I was just surprised to hear it again in, in 2020. Well, oh, I mean, yes, yeah. that yeah. episode called "I'm Not Racist, But My Vagina Is." Yes, that's uh, a good... <laughs> we have. I, there's a there's a thing in the in the gay hookup community for gay hookup apps for Grinder and things that says. It'll say no fats, no fems, no Asians. Right. And that right. will be, yeah. and that's mostly a white gay thing. And you right. will yeah. see that still. And this is yeah. just wow. I'm two of those. <laughs> <laughs> you say, yeah. I think that uh, Fumi, okay. right? Like, uh, I mean, I mean, I personally think that Kevin's character is very interesting. I mean, maybe because he's a straight Asian dude, but like, you know, he, he's, he's adopted. He, he, um, is emblematic of a lot of asian american men where we're like he we're kind a lot of us overcompensate for the asian guys are all feminine and stuff like that so we're like always working out and you know i've met i've met kevin before and he's like very into his body which hey good job it shows and but it's it's something that i saw growing up a lot you know when i was in college and in high school like you know asian dudes like working out and, and and that's like a direct reaction to the way that we're usually yeah. portrayed. And so I think that Kevin is, is, um, is very like specific, you know, he's very specific to the Asian American experience and, and yeah. the fact that he's trying to find out who he is and all that stuff along with audience. him. Yeah. He's the audience's way in. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and I think, you know, we're, he's very body centric and I get it. I'm, I'm doing pushups all the time because of that, you know? So, yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess the, the second thing that I thought was relatable was all that, all that ghost talk, babies, all that. <laughs> oh. shit. I was like, this I can get down with. Cause I've had conversations like that with my grandmother, you know? You know what? It's funny. I mean, when, uh, uh, I can't remember, is it, uh, the, the, she, she thought that her baby was the grandma or grand, yes. you know, yeah. <laughs> my friend, also from LA, also doing pretty well, is also very much into sign, kind of like this esoteric thing. I, I, I don't want to say he's not necessarily Buddhist, but he's very spiritual. And he's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's like a lawyer. He's like an intellectual person, but he's like very into that. And uh, even if you're, um, even my family, we're Catholic. We're not supposed to do those things. Catholic Church is like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. But we're, hey man, we're still... Yeah, we're still lying that incense, baby. We're like, you know, putting shit out. You know, we're just like, mm, just a little bit of a little side ghost, you know, for along with Jesus. Side ghost. Yeah. Of side spirits. <laughs> I remember, maybe, like, maybe it's an apostle. Maybe it's a saint. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And feel so, grandma spirit tonight, y'all. Yeah. I mean, that's like a that's like a real thing that I feel yeah. like a lot of age, older Asian people will, you know, think about. Like, I remember going to my aunt's funeral and like. Everybody in my family is like, oh, the spirit is in the dog tonight. And it was like a golden retriever. <laughs> and everybody was like going crazy over this dog. Her name was Jojo because she was from America. And, you know, I was in the middle school and I was like, I, I guess like this is a thing, you know, like I knew that none of my friends were having conversations like this at their funerals, you know, but here yeah, we are yeah. like fucking worshiping this fucking dog like it's Simba, like because <laughs> apparently my aunt's inside the fucking dog now. Um <laughs> But and I, and I think a lot of people watched that part and probably thought, "Oh, this is like some crazy made up shit." But like that to me, that was the realest part of the episode. I, like, is your family superstitious? Because they've talked about on the episode in a previous episode about they mainly were talking about Chinese culture, but again, kind of some something they do on the show that Eric to me they'll again they promote it as like Asian, like this is applicable yeah, yeah, yeah. to all. And I'm like, uh, but they do <laughs> talk about Chinese people being very superstitious. Yeah. Um, are either of your family superstitious or just the ghost thing? Well, I mean, I I feel. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Boomy. No, no, it's okay. I feel that you know there is there's you know that's why I say dragony because it's like it's very Chinese and a lot of so much red. There's like you know gold everywhere. (laughs) Everything's red. Everything's so red. Um and and um you know there is you know superstition. You know there's there's a lot of stuff. You know again going back to my family, a lot of Vietnamese people are Buddhist. But, you know, the, there's a bunch of us that are Catholic and we kind of like ho- we like kind of pick and choose a couple of the different things like we have. We don't really call it ancestor worship, but we yeah, have that's Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. We have a day of remembrance, which we kind of like, um, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a, you know, a ceremony that, you know, we're not worshiping our ancestors, but we're, it's like a heightened remembrance of this person with, you know, some religious overtones to it. So I, I I definitely think we're um you know and, and like believing in ghosts is like totally true. I have a I have a we have a very good friend, uh you know um who's a stand up comedian. He's got a great bit about like Asian people were so into ghosts. That's our like way of of explaining everything, and I think <laughs> it's totally true. So it's like if if you can't explain something, ghosts. I got it. Mm. So. Well, she even said it's gonna be weird if I'm like still breastfeeding you and it's yeah. my mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was kind of weird, but for sure. I mean, I think my family, like we're Japanese, but we're very, very superstitious. Um, I think a lot of Eastern really. Asian, East Asian countries yeah. are, but yeah, to a point where, um, you know, like, like just ghosts are just like part of your life. Like when you meet somebody new, 
you say hey what's your name like what's your sign then we ask what your blood type is and then you ask if you have the sixth sense that's like a pretty normal conversation really? to really? have in japan yeah do you it's like <laughs> we call it like we call it leikang, which means like uh ability to feel ghosts or spirits it's but like and, and it's like a binary thing you know people are like you know sometimes if somebody's feeling sick or has a headache or whatever it's, it might happen that this person might like, be like, oh, like, sorry, like, I, the ghosts are like, being loud or something. It's like Japanese people are, are like a bunch of like, like you know, like Brooklyn white girls or something. You know, <laughs> Dude, I, we were, were super into it, man. I, I, you know what? That's interesting. Because hey, where you from? Do you have the third eye? <laughs> Williamsburg is in the house. They, wait, I'm, 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 I got to stop you there a little bit. Back up. Blood type? You asked blood oh, yeah. type? I like that yeah. you just skipped over that. Like, blah, 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 blood type, blah, blah, blah. That that's, yeah. that's a huge, huge thing in Japan, at least. I think also in Korean culture. But, like, it's it's like our zodiac sign. You know, like, we, we try to, we, like, label people using blood types and their personal, like, wow. personality traits. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Wow. I'm going to check Whoa. that out, maybe. Um, was, was there like, what did you guys think about the, uh, hypnosis scene and how he was like, don't know if I really believe in this, but I'm going to try it. Even though I had a complete fucking shaman on last episode <laughs> who was doing things from like the OA. The we, y'all didn't see that guy, but that guy was like going, and I'm witchy in LA and so is yeah. Poodle and we believe in this shit, <laughs> but even 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 like at one point the shaman on the beach says, Let me download your files to my mother box. Um, <laughs> so I, anyway, yeah, that seems Dude, yeah, what I, y'all think about the hypnosis thing? I completely forgot how much spiritual themes were in this episode because that was crazy. But do you remember who was that like white spiritual guy who came over? Oh the, the medium. The medium oh, guy or Henry. Okay, yes. that guy, first of all, he like he, he dresses like a harmless IT guy, but if you look at his notebook, it's like some psychopath. Like, like if he dropped that notebook on a subway, like the FBI would find him and like arrest him. He's like, yeah, I'm just gonna be drawing. It's not a big deal. And they they pan to his fucking notebook, and it's just like it's like some Jeffrey, uh, not Epstein, the the Dahmer. Dahmer. He has a really popular show. He is he is the Hollywood medium. Uh, wow. And yeah. yeah, he he is he is famous in that way of he, he looks he, like he works at doobies he just like seems like such a basic dude you know yeah like, he looks crazy. normal he's he's just like some guy i fucking met at mickey's like right before closing <laughs> mickey's twink, in the gay bar some twink who just ridden up from orange county with a backpack because he's gonna stay with some rich guy tonight <laughs> that's his full on full on still the hair is still the same yeah and that yeah, is yeah. how you know if you're in the gay area of town or you're by gay bar who doesn't live there they'll have that like little string backpack on their back you know oh, they, shit. They, they're, they're, they're traveling like they're County. staying the night oh, oh, oh now oh. i won't be able to unsee that uh yeah <laughs> i definitely i mean yeah, yeah for sure the medium thing the the hypnosis thing i feel i don't know if how much asian people are into hypnosis i think he i think that he is like you know uh, you know the, the whole thing about the adoption that's just like such a bummer uh, yeah. our, our friend that we know um, has, has like this heartbreaking story about being adopted. And, you know, this is the same thing. It's like untraceable. You can't go back and find this thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. these kids are found in like a park or, or you know, you had a friend, yeah. he, he, he was on the show and uh, he, he, they found him in the park. And the only note they had in the in his thing, the only note they had was he only said what he could only say one word, which was mom. Mm-hmm. And that was the only oh. word he knew. 
And it's like such a heartbreaking, crazy thing that, you know, he's going through this hypnosis thing and he's like crying. And I don't think Kevin's that good of an actor. So I feel like he was really doing it. And like, mm. I was like, I was like, oh my God. So, you know, that, that, I don't ever blame anyone for trying to like make that connection because, you know, it, it's like you, you, you can, o- you only know as much as you can remember and, and that's it. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, at that point, shit, get the get the Hollywood medium guy in there. You know, like why not? Yeah. Hand him a pillow or whatever, <laughs> and then he'll be like, ah, and like drawing some crazy, like a uh, upside down fucking zodiac sign, and and get, get some knowledge. Yeah. And then he'll you find know? out his mom's name is Jojo, and then holy fuck, <laughs> I had never thought related. about how crazy it was that Tyler Henry just scribbled on a paper because he's so non-threatening. But you're exactly right with that crazy it's smile, freaky as shit. It's really, yeah. really creepy. Yeah, and they didn't like they didn't the the Asian client like didn't even bat an eye. She's like, yeah, yeah, he's just doing his thing. But yeah, you're right. right. Like, thought, they pan on there's like a fucking Pentagon and like fucking yeah, devil. I thought maybe he was like gonna draw like what he was what she was saying yeah, or something yeah. like a caricature oh okay i'm gonna draw you in a hot air balloon no 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 i'm gonna draw the son of satan here and <laughs> and i'm gonna draw a river of blood i hope that's cool and then you know, and gonna fight. <laughs> okay um, you're okay well that'll be eight hundred dollars you go this page is now a portal be careful <laughs> i want to i want to ask you i don't you probably saw it if you watched the pilot um kelly and andrew uh kelly hmm. uh andrew the Obviously, sociopathic ranger. boyfriend, oh, yeah. who was oh, the yeah. Power Ranger, who screamed at her over the phone. Now, what you guys didn't see is they broke up once, and now they're kind of back together, and he's I... still being creepy as fuck with her, as oh. you saw. <laughs> what he yeah. went, what he said to the dog said, "She's so she's so obsessed with her ball," and he went, "I'm your ball." <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. It's creepy. Yeah, I I think he, that's just the classic case of like uh, I call it hot guyitis, and he's just really hot, and he doesn't have any smooth lines, and he can kind of just get away with anything because he's like super super handsome, like I that. Agree. Like if I said if I said that to a girl, um, <laughs> I I would get me tooed. You know what I mean? And like you, I don't even you do it, would. Just, like you know, like I'd get canceled for saying I'm the ball. So like yeah, I think it's. But yeah, I, I remember I, now I'm recalling she like lied to him about hooking up with him. I believe yeah, she right? lied to all her friends, which is yeah. classic abuse, abusive relationship yeah, bad. behavior. Mm-hmm. It's bad. You watch the whole thing. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's, like, it's well, and you guys watched the episode when she went to they, when Anna flew her to Paris for yes. or maybe that was yes. episode two. Yeah. I think that was episode two. Yeah. Well, anyway, she Anna flew Kelly to Paris um, and he like screamed at her for leaving him alone. And yeah, he's just sure. a, he's a dangerous guy. Mm-hmm. It all sorry, it all blends together like a week long Klonopin binge. You're just <laughs> like, what the hell happened? <laughs> it was it was a very uh, I don't know how old he is. I was I, I I was going to do some research, but then I didn't. I stopped. Uh, and he it's too hard to Google. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I, well, like I was like, hold on. He's I not realized power, I couldn't. Yeah, he's the, he's not the Power Ranger I remember. So I was like, fuck this. You know, like, I don't I don't, no, I, don't I don't I don't deal with third tier celebrities. So he, he <laughs> like he um um yeah he just has like a very teenager. Everything is the biggest. How dare you leave me, mom? You know, like yeah, that, like yeah. dude. You know, you were you were sleeping. And probably playing, you know, Animal Crossing and shit. And we just like, decided <laughs> to let you sleep. And then he just like takes it to like the tenth degree. So yeah. is he is he Asian? He's not Asian, right? 
No, he's uh, uh, Latin and Native American. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they don't talk about his Native American side very much at all. No. Uh, he's more interested in kind of giving blue steel most of the time and <laughs> looking sick on some of the other episodes. Yeah. And to the oh, point really? where he's like, is he on something? Yeah. It's, mm. If you, I, I don't recommend watching the rest of the series because why would we do that to you? But uh, <laughs> he he's super problematic. Uh, mm. The the it's to the point where how is the production just gonna do this and not say anything? Right. right. Um, yeah, it's it's super irresponsible. Um, <laughs> and just like you said, the producers are mo- except for Kelly. Gay, I think Kelly gay men. Yeah, there's there's like two gay guys, and oh. Kelly is one of the producers. Kelly in in the cast. Oh, um, okay. She yeah. has produced stuff. We found out that got she it, has produced yes, yes, yes. stuff that's been made, which as we know is. Harder than it sounds. Makes <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, good, good job. Um, I was just gonna say, just uh, wrapping up, guys. Anything else you were just like thinking about? Because we could talk all day, but anything else about what this show says, or what it doesn't say, or or what we have to look forward to, or this is a stain. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's a stain. I mean, I, I think so, yeah. the regular person watching this is not gonna like. Here's what I'll say. I I know that there are there are very limited Asian you know entertainment out there, but uh, if you watch Crazy Rich Asians and if you watch this, uh, you might have the suspicion that perhaps all Asian guys have abs, and I'd like to just make that clear. That is not true. So, yeah. hey, you know, don't put that pressure on your Asian Asian boyfriends. Okay, they're right. not gonna have abs, and it's fine. Yeah. Also, um, most of us don't have private air, air, airlines, and we, we don't have, uh, you know, a lot of gold. I guess. Um, what, I mean, the one thing I kept seeing was like everybody would just wear the shirt that had the brand name on it, which I think yeah. is what just what is that? <laughs> what is well, that? The whole time I was like, I didn't know Fendi made a shirt that said Fendi. I didn't know that <laughs> Dior made a shirt that said Dior on it. I was like, I didn't know that was even possible. I thought these had, I thought these were classy brands, you know, like th- this is, this looks like something Costco would have made, you know, with, as a collab with Fendi. So, it, <laughs> you know, not, I, I, you know, again, we're just uh, basic ass dudes um, who, <laughs> Who are into basic well, like, ass things like you know going to um uh well I don't know well, one other thing that's interesting to me um and I almost didn't realize this because I was being force fed all the gold and the red was that they're in L A mm. yeah they're in L A they don't go to Boba once they mm. they don't go to in- Boba they don't go to K Town. They don't go. Uh, they don't go to Roland Heights. Um, no, they don't. They don't or Monterey go, Park. <laughs> Monterey Park. The, you want to talk about? You know, they don't go to Japan. You want to talk about? You don't go to Little Saigon. You want to talk about Asian people? Like you just go drive down the four hundred five for about twenty minutes, and then you will see Asian people. And exactly. they were they they are rich too. You know, so yeah. you know, and and even the poor ones got Mercedes. That's how we roll. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's that's the funny thing is is that like you know it it is dragony, you know it yeah. is like not a you know um no, perfect uh, word for it yeah it is Again, not, I don't think Jake and I can say it. It's it's but like yeah, when yeah. uh you know uh, uh I don't know if you guys are watching like the OC or Laguna Beach or any of those things. Oh, are you kidding? Yes, you know yeah like. 
it is uh it's it's not even orange county it's not even southern orange county it's one square block of orange county and these five people yeah. And that's sort of the thing with, with, with this show. So like, you know, it's just, I've, I've totally forgot. I was like, someone, someone get these guys a rice ball, you know, something, you know, like, it's (laughs) crazy. Yeah. I I don't think we haven't seen them eat rice once. That's right. Where's the rice? Where's the fancy? uh, That's a deep cut. You guys won't know what that is, but like, (laughs) where's the fancy? No, Jerushi's rice. Rice rice cooker, man. They, they, they did eat. They did have boba in one episode. Oh, do they? And okay. The rich guy Kane forgot his wallet, uh, so Kevin had to pay for him. But when they <laughs> ordered at the boba restaurant, they ordered all of this shit, and they couldn't even eat it. Oh my uh, god! And then then they took it with them. But you're right; it was there's there's no Koreatown. There's only like Rodeo Drive. If they eat right. anywhere, it's really nice Asian restaurants in Beverly Hills. Right. Uh, but Asian person you go. You know. <laughs> yeah, but you're exactly yeah. right. There's not no not well. That's it. Yeah. Everyone knows that the only place to have Chinese food is like Alhambra, Madrid Park. That's oh where God. you have to go. Amen. Yeah, and maybe. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. y'all, tell us where this has been unbelievable. Is, we, I love you. I'm such a fan of y'all. <laughs> you're just, I, I just want you to have your own fucking television. I just think you're both so funny together. You have the best I laughs. Wanna, I want to see. I want to see Dragony on a shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have that. Dragony Anals. You know, yeah, we'll Dragony uh, Anals. We'll that on your merch store. Tell, yeah. us, tell, tell, us, tell us where you can find your podcast. Tell us where you can find your socials. Tell us what you guys got, got coming up. Yeah. Uh, just go to any podcast app or YouTube. Just type in Asian, not Asian. We're on there. We're the first thing that comes up. Even if you just want to type in Asian on the podcast app. We're the, <laughs> we're the first great. podcast that really comes are. up. Yeah, we're, we're the first, first one. one. So check us out there. We also got an Instagram. It's at Asian, not Asian pod. We put uh, clips on there from every episode. And uh, I'm also on Instagram, all the platforms at the Fumi Abe. That's T-H-E-F-U-M-I-A-B-E. And you can find me on Instagram at nice pants, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect that. Anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much. Y'all check out this podcast. These guys yeah. are hysterical. It's funny. Uh, relatable. They're in, the show notes. they're in the link, so click on the show notes, and they're we'll tag them on our Instagram. And um, yes, yes, yes. We'll. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that hopefully this won't be the last. And yeah, um, we can collaborate. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Who knows? When what. We have Bling Empire season two. Oh God! Oh, you guys God should do uh, House of Ho. You guys watch House of Ho? Oh, we're, we're we're that may be. A, I have it, but Jake has. That may oh, okay. be. It's fantastic. Very, it's very um, different. It's I very, like that one a lot better. Different. It's oh, very no. yeah. It's a much better show. And you want to get um, into some real Vietnamese shit up in here, man? Oh my God! They're they're <laughs> they're showing you all the shit. I didn't know we you know well, yeah. And that show and that show goes deep. It's hard for really us deep. when shows are when shows are quote unquote good. It's hard for us to talk about them more. <laughs> oh, right, right. So hold on. One thing before you go, okay? And I, I don't watch reality sheet TV shows, but like, is this one of those, is is it like the world is upside down in reality shows where you're saying it's trash, it's good, and it's good, it's bad? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we talk about when things are trash, we can make fun of it. Okay. Um, it's easier. When shows are good, like House of Ho, House of Ho is fantastic. Because huh. it's more set, more docu. Like you, you understand the subjects. You get interested in it. It's less. It's less just bad. Uh, like because Bling Empire is bad. <laughs> like, but also, but also, I think sometimes trash can be like some of the housewife shows. Right. I, we don't watch all of them, but like Salt Lake City, it's trash. It's but unbelievable trash. It's glittery trash. So crazy. <laughs> it's okay. good. 
It like okay. you yeah. want to watch this trash. Like, like right, he, right. the our favorite thing to do is we take a certain scene between two people and we just usually we we literally become them and we just word by word do that and reenact right. it. Yeah, yeah. And it's we'll call it either like reality gaze theater or something like that. And we have someone who <laughs> does that, and and it's so much fun because it's just so crazy oh, that I we're see. saying it. Mm, and wow. we we do better with the stuff that's just way out there because uh it's us just reacting to it and making fun of it and yeah, that's, that's what this show is um you guys okay. this has been unbelievable thank you so yes, much thank you so thank so you. much love finding new podcaster friends you uh to our sissies go out there support them um, got asian and, not asian and you guys if you um if you find a good top let us know we're always looking <laughs> How can I get Kevin to fuck me anytime I want a movie? I want to beg for it day and night. Oh, get it done, Kevin. Get in here. That's Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.